0: Everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. If your grandparents bought one, you can't afford it. My name is Matt, and I'm here <laughs> as always with Andrew. What's up, bud? How are you doing? What are you drinking?
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. That's, uh, you got to tell me about that uh, that catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I, I'm drinking uh, uh, the last sips of my Konig von Flandern. Cool. It's via. a German beer from your mom. That's right. From my mom. Straight from Germany.
0: Uh, it's a German beer. <laughs> Uh, so today we're gonna talk about Vanguard what the fuck is Vanguard that's what we're calling this because i I actually don't know and I'm uh, you wrote an article kind of summarizing to use Vanguard and I gotta get that I gotta get some clarification on that and i've been I've been hearing people talking about Vanguard funds and fees and I don't know I'm I need I need some clarification but before we get started if you guys have a question about personal finance or Vanguard or investing or whatever, Email us your questions at listenmoneymatters at gmail dot com, and we want submissions for catchphrases that we say at the beginning of the show, and you can send them to us via Twitter, which is at money matters man. That's our Twitter handle, and it's a catchphrase. Today's catchphrase is: uh, "If your grandparents bought one, you can't afford afford it." And our good friend Daniel Merle sent that in. Mm, I knew that's why it was good. Yeah and daniel does not disappoint <laughs> that is that is a that is a great quote uh, you know uh it kind of reminded me of you ever watch beer fest no oh my god are you kidding me no you ever never saw saw... the movie no <laughs> like he says i don't know i don't and i he goes <laughs> he's like a male prostitute and he asks, he says like i'll give you like a bj and an hj and a and a cj and he's like what's a cj he's like Hey, man, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know what it was exactly, but it was... That's what it, remi- it reminded me of that scene. <laughs> if your grandparents bought one, you can't afford it. Uh it's... Yeah. That's true, kind of.
1: Well, do you think, do you think it. your grandparents would have? Well, no, I'm just yeah. saying, like,
0: it just... It, inflation. Inflation. Yeah. It's, not, it's not entirely true, but well, it's funny. And yeah. we love it. So, let's talk about Vanguard, man. Mm. Uh. Okay, what what the fuck is Vanguard? They are an investment management company. An investment management company. Mm. Why have we No, we we. Why have you been so pro Enamored? Vanguard? Yeah. And I I know I noticed uh our friend Jay Money at Budgets Are Sexy and RockstarFinance.com has been kind of talking about Vanguard too. What it, you got to explain like why their name keeps popping up in my in the ether. So uh,
1: the company um, was founded not solely to extract massive profits from the unwitting masses. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually founded based on an undergraduate thesis from this guy John Boogle, and what he found out is that. Uh, Most mutual funds that with their crazy investment strategies do not earn any more money than if they had just invested that money in the 500 largest companies. So the S&P 500. Pretty much, yes. So, and and this goes back to the whole thing where I think it's like 79% of money managers do not beat the market. Mm -hmm. When they say the market, they mean the average. And that's why we don't even discuss... That stuff on the site or the podcast. We say average is great, and it's super easy, and that's what we're about. Yep. Um, and long Vanguard, term, long term, exactly. Uh, it's diversified. Mm-hmm. So Vanguard was founded with with that mentality, and further, this guy beyond you know his research and and being smart, he also was not an asshole. And he decided that he... I mean, this is not like what he said, but it was was like to create a management fund quote-unquote for investors not to extract cash out of investors. Mm -hmm. So when you buy a Vanguard fund, the funds themselves own the company Vanguard. So by owning... By investing in a fund, a Vanguard, you actually own the company. And so their best interest is actually really your best interest. And that's why their fees are so low and blah,
0: blah, blah, because it's like, well, I was going to ask, why is their fee so low? And, and here's the thing. So you're an uh, owner of the company. You you get preferential treatment, the fees. All right. uh, Let me try to, maybe I can clarify this for myself. Is it a mutual fund?
1: Uh, I mean, they have many things, but yeah, m- m- many of their things are mutual funds. So they're if, run by human beings. Um, some some of their funds are not. Okay. But the a major difference between mutual fund and ETF is more of
0: like a legal difference. Okay. Um, now a fund is a collection of stocks, mm-hmm. right? They follow- they do have
1: ETFs though. Have, okay.
0: So I don't want to say they're only. And they have uh, index funds.
1: Uh, I, I would, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and actually, um, if you check the Wikipedia
0: page, it says, well, never mind. They, they, they do both. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so in order to buy a Vanguard fund, I can't just go to Vanguard and say, here's money, put it in a fund, right? I have to set up a brokerage account and then buy one of their funds well, through a brokerage account.
1: Well, you, you could go through a brokerage account like uh-huh. Fidelity yep. and you could do it through that. Or you could literally create an account with Vanguard and
0: buy their funds like that. Okay. So you could do both. But then you're stuck with, with only Vanguard funds.
1: I'm actually not sure about that because I don't have a Vanguard account, but that that could be a possibility. Okay. It, it actually is a likely possibility.
0: All right. The, um... I know that our, our buddy Tom from uh, collegeinfogeek.com, he has a Vanguard fund, I think, and he was saying mm-hmm. that he bought the one that's... There's, there's different prices to get into a fund. So, mm-hmm. like, um... I think there's one that's $1,000 to buy a fund, to buy into a fund. And then right. once you make that initial payment, then you can just pump however much money you want into it. Like $10 time. every day or yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want. Mm. So uh, why is there different pricing structures? Like why is some $1,000, some are 3000 uh, so And what's the benefit of paying for the ones that are more money? It, it doesn't – okay. So first, it doesn't necessarily mean
1: that it is better – because it costs more to get into, okay. But uh, to, to uh, just super simplify it, um, the funds themselves are not an investment. They have things underneath the fund, right? Like so, if you think of like the the fund of the five hundred largest companies, it has a stake in each of the five hundred companies. So when you buy so- into it you own like a fraction of across 500 companies, right? Yes. So there, there comes a point with these funds and based on their strategy, what they invest in, that like in order to like own a meaningful amount of say 500 companies, you couldn't put in like $200. I mean, they may let you for that one, but the point is like there may be thresholds for them or just it doesn't make sense. Or like it winds up being that much more to manage your account, Mm -hmm. you know, so they can't actually guarantee you the low fee. So it's more related to that than just arbitrary or trying to make it exclusive.
0: Okay. Uh, The fees are what gets me. Mm -hmm. How how are they charging fees in any mutual fund, right? So if Mm -hmm. I buy a mutual fund through, I, I don't know, just any old mutual fund. I know my brother had mentioned that it was like 0.9% or 0.09% fees. Hopefully it's 009 Okay, let's say it's 0.09% fees. How is that money – where am I getting charged? So um, if you
1: – it's basically the percentage of the total assets in the fund. So if you have $1,000 um, and it's 0.09%,
0: is that per like that. year or is that per month?
1: Yeah, it's, it's per year. So then you would pay $90 a year. Just to have that? I mean, out of your thing, and
0: I think they draw it
1: out slowly, but um, yeah. So if it goes down, you, you pay.
0: So if, you, if it goes up, you pay. Okay, so you pay no matter it, whether you lose or gain money. Mm-hmm. That's the fee to manage the account, to manage that fund.
1: Yeah, because even if it's just computers that are doing all the trading, someone had to code the computer, someone has to make sure it's working properly. They have to pay to do the trades. And okay. There's overhead. Okay. So
0: uh, Vanguard's fees are lower than that?
1: Um, so their lowest fee that I'm aware of is actually for their, their flagship fund. It's the Vanguard 500, mm-hmm. the one that we, we discussed, and it's 0.05%.
0: Okay. That's their lowest fee that they got. Right. That you know I mean,
1: they and to put it in perspective, we're saying 0.05%. If you look at your 401k and you're not mindful, it is likely that you have funds that you invested in that are 1% or higher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So 1% as compared to 0.05%, we're talking about like massive difference. Yeah. In scale.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, should Should I have a, Vanguard fund and should I have multiple Vanguard? I, all right, uh, I know I know that there's. I've looked into it kind of, and I'm still like I'm still gener- generally confused by it. Mm. They have different funds for different retirement ages, right? Because they go by the year, right? So it'll be like the Vanguard 2050 fund. So right. it's like then you you know that you got to explain what they are and why I would want one.
1: So uh, all of their funds have different investment strategies. And, and uh, the one you described is a life cycle fund. And the idea is that, um, whereas if you bought the, the Vanguard 500, the top 500 companies may change, mm-hmm. but you'll be in all stocks for as long as you own the fund. Okay. However, a life cycle fund is meant to be more of a retirement account. And uh, they're typically found in like 401ks and stuff like that. And uh, basically... When you first, and IRAs, right? IRA, I mean, yeah. in an IRA, you could buy whatever you want. Okay. Um. So, uh, the 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 date of the lifecycle fund is the date that you would retire. So, uh, what it does, and Vanguard has beautiful graphs on their site for the lifecycle funds, and um, you can kind of like see, uh, that it starts out most, if not all, stock in the beginning. And that's why, like, when we talk about betterment, we say, you know, if you're young, like below 30, you should definitely be 90% stock because you're so young, you should take
0: risks now and it'll pay in droves later. Yeah, 90% stock versus 10% bonds. Right. However, bonds are safer.
1: Right. Bonds, uh, and like, so say, like, when Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. All the stockholders got nothing because bondholders get paid first because they actually own the debt. So even in a terrible, catastrophic thing, it's still likely they'll get paid most
0: of your investment. So you, you, If you own bonds and that.
1: Right, right. So it would really have to be super catastrophic for you to lose your money. Sure. And um, because they're safer, when you get older, you're going to start withdrawing from your retirement. You're going to need the money. So it makes more sense – To go into bonds, and plus you don't have so many years to have your money there growing, so the low yields of bonds are not that much of a big deal to you. Okay. So, what a life cycle fund is? It goes like mostly stocks, and it slowly scales over time, and then you know toward that retirement year, and then it's going to be all bonds. Uh So it'll mirror your retirement
0: strategy okay so so that's what, how that works so it's mm-hmm. it's somebody calculating you know based on the year how much they should put in the stocks and slowly like moving the ticker over to bonds uh but in the say the vanguard 500 that's always stocks all the time but across the, the top 500 companies in the right so the top 500 companies may
1: change but it'll always be
0: stock okay that's the difference then right mm-hmm. of, of those two funds yeah. and they have
1: many funds
0: okay uh so they have so they're just a fun company right like they're just all funds they, they are both a fun and fund company <laughs> I yes. I, i'm not gonna go <laughs> as far as to say that
1: they're fun but i think they have like company picnics oh and stuff. sure must be.
0: sure <laughs> but Tee-hee-hee. but i i just don't so so uh all right how many vanguard funds do you have uh so i have five you have five different are they all different they're all different, yeah. Of course, right? Because you would just—you don't buy multiple funds of the same. Like you wouldn't buy like two. I mean, like five hundred. So I,
1: I contribute into the funds. You know, wait over a minute.
0: T- you, so you, I wouldn't buy two Vanguard five hundred funds, right? That's well, that's dumb. It, you it just doesn't.
1: It doesn't. It can't unless you have like two brokerage accounts. Because okay, what happens is like, you right. put five thousand in, and then you put another hundred in, but it's like the same pool. All right, I see.
0: That so, like, sense. you increase right. your holding of a fund. All right, so, and then, so once you, how much is how much is the, to, in to get into the five hundred fund? Do you know?
1: Uh, that is a good question. Do, do you but, have that? But if if you go to the article I wrote, "Investment Strategy Blueprint," yeah. or the the ultimate investment strategy blueprint, in in there, I have links to. Uh, Google uh finance, so you could see the graph of how it performs, the mm-hmm. link to the morning star mm-hmm. of that fund and the link to the Vanguard page for that fund with the fee and stuff. So like if you wanted to get into the Vanguard five hundred, the minimum investment is ten thousand dollars.
0: Whoa, that's a big fee. That's not a fee, sorry. That's that's you that that's money gets invested. Minimum. Yeah. Okay, that's the minimum to bot to get into the fee. But once mm-hmm. you're in, once you had paid that ten thousand dollars and now you're in that fund and that ten thousand dollars is working in that fund, then you can just pump like $10 every month in there. Yeah. Okay. So there's no limit after that. You don't have to it's not $10,000 every time.
1: Right. However, if you look at the Vanguard Target Retirement uh the 2050 fund, yeah. uh which is arguably uh could potentially be better. I mean, especially if you want like low maintenance. The minimum the minimum there is 1000. Right.
0: So, and the fees are low, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so it's point one eight percent for uh, the retirement account. Okay. And for the Vanguard 500, it's .05. Wow.
0: Okay. So which ones do you have?
1: So I own five and they're all in this article and the links are there. And I, and and I you just bought brought,
0: those through Fidelity?
1: Yeah, I own them through Fidelity. Okay. And uh, it's the Vanguard Target Retirement
0: 2050 fund. How much is that to get in? How much? That's, oh, that's we the 10000 that. okay, one. Yeah. No, no, no. 2050 fund? 20 I'm sorry, that's the 1000 Okay. to get in. So you have
1: that. Right, and the fee is 0.18%. Yep. And over the last five years, the return was 18.46%. So Whoa. pretty awesome. Yeah, how yeah. much money do you have in there now?
0: Do you know? Um, I'd, I'd rather not say. All right, say. fair, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are very the- open and honest on this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, okay, All yeah. Right. I, I, no, no, you don't, have
0: to, do you don't I, have to do it.
1: I've conveyed many of my numbers. Some of them are family
0: yeah. secrets. Fair enough. What's the next one you got?
1: Um it's uh the 500 Index Admiral Shares Fund, which is the one we discussed earlier, okay. the 500 largest companies.
0: That's 10,000 to get into.
1: 10,000 to get into, fees 0.5% and the 5-year return is 18, 18.38%. that's so, crazy good. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's that's like, And that's, that's the thing. That's like investing in the S&P 500. It's a little different than investing in the S&P 500, but pretty close to it. And uh, that's just average. Right. You know what I mean? So like, that, that's, it's, it's talking about minimal effort. Dude, you're almost at 20%, 20% gains. That's crazy. I mean, it's over five years, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not year. I mean, last year was incredible, right? Last mm. year, the average was 30%. Wow. You know but if you think over the past five years we had some bad times in, yeah. in, um, so uh, the next one is I uh, I bought an apartment right yeah. my condo and and I want to rent it and then I realized how much of a pain in the ass dealing with owning like a unit and land is so I, I bought into the reIT index Admiral shares and and it is basically, imagine if um, someone bought a ton of properties and rented them out and took the, you know the investment portion of it and the returns, like the rent, and made it into a fund. Mm-hmm. So if you want to taste rental income, but you don't have the down payment, Slash, don't want to be locked into land and building, and I wouldn't blame you. Uh, the REIT index, uh, Admiral Shares, is an awesome choice. How much is that to get into? Uh, well, so the, the fee is 0.1%. Uh, you need $10,000. Oh, so that's a high fee. It, it's a high fee. I mean, it, it's less than the retirement fund, but the 2050. 2050 was 0. 0.18. This
0: is 0. 0.10. Oh, okay. So, I so it was, it was 0.018 uh it's it's 0.18. Oh, okay.
1: So if you were to do it on a calculator, it'd be 0.0018. Is how you would convey that, right? Because it's 0.18%. So it's actually like super low. Yeah. You know, uh the the REIT, the fee is point, you know, 10% and the 5-year return is 22.7%. So higher than the other two, obviously more risky, you know, and then I have a growth fund and a strategic equity and I mean if you wanted to check those out like it's on it's on the site the returns are awesome. Um and just yeah I just want to diversify more get a little more risk and, and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Uh what else? Uh wait, what do you mean what else? What other fee- what other funds do you have? Oh uh, so I just have those oh, five. five. Yeah. Those five. Yeah. And that's they're just Do you only exclusively use Vanguard funds for your funds? No, no, you have other funds. I have other funds. Uh, I have an Oakmark
1: fund, um, like a small amount. Uh, But
0: but Vanguard uh, has lower fees most of the time, right? Vanguard has lower fees, and what are the uh, benefits of going with a Vanguard fund? And do you think people should start with a Vanguard fund if they're?
1: I, I think the fees are incredibly important. Uh, because it sucks out a, a dramatic amount of your, your money over the long term. And you should be investing in the long term, especially when you're jumping into these funds. It's after your, your emergency fund, so sure. you're, it, it'll be a meaningful amount. And they, they have a great history of just being like on your side in the sense
0: that your interests are their interests. Should you be buying these through an IRA or through a brokerage account?
1: Uh, I'd, say, I'd say either or both if you have
0: both okay so if you have an ira and you you would and you said you wanted to get into the s&p 500 one so you pay ten thousand dollars and your ira now has one fund right which is Mm -hmm. basically diversification right yeah uh but then you wanted to do it on your brokerage account you wanted to get into the s&p 500 you could do that so Mm -hmm. you could buy it twice and although i don't know if that's a good idea or not is it a good idea uh, so the
1: 500 index Admiral shares is different than the S and P 500. Sure, right? I'm
0: saying, but if you have an IRA, a Roth IRA, right, mm-hmm. as a retirement account, and you want to buy a, and you have ten thousand dollars in there, and you just uh, you know, oh, you're saying if, if you
1: bought it, if you had wind up having ten thousand in of an IRA and ten thousand outside yeah. of an IRA, yeah, yeah, I, I'd say that doesn't really make sense.
0: Okay, so you just one fee. F- for your life <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah you should just have one I mean S&P look if, if you have
1: 20,000 invested in it the amount you'll pay in fees is the same whether you split it or all whatever right. okay just, got
0: yeah. it all right makes sense um so what, else, what, are, what, are, what are what are some other benefits to going with a vanguard fund besides the low fees is there anything else that they can you call them and get like good customer service do you even need customer service uh you know uh,
1: I mean, I'm sure you can call them. I don't know if you really need customer service unless you have difficulty funding an account. Maybe if you had yeah. an account with them. I think it's just, you know, look, you, you the BlackRock has funds. Pretty much every financial company you've ever heard of has funds. Uh-huh. Um, the thing is, is oftentimes, like when you're going into your 401k and you're investing, a lot of those funds have crazy high fees because people don't look And because they can just get away with it. And because these companies are constantly under pressure from the shareholders to turn a profit. Right. right? Like, you know, like Fidelity is not, it's not okay. And I'm not saying that they have bad funds, but I'm saying like it's not okay for them to make the same profit this year as last year because their shareholders will flip the hell out. Right. So they have to constantly find ways to make more money. And a great way to make more money um, without much effort is to raise fees. Mm -hmm. Same way you get like, you know, over with over withdrawal fees from your checking account, yeah, you know, and they could right. raise that. Or so Vanguard's interests are aligned with yours, and they have a great history of of doing great stuff. So I I just would they're they're the only ones that I would personally recommend.
0: Okay, that's a good. Um, I want to talk a, just a second uh, about this eighteen percent return mm-hmm. uh, because I, I watched. Um, the movie now I'm not gonna remember the name of the documentary, but it's about Bernie Madoff, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know who Bernie Madoff is. He's the guy. He was a mutual fund manager, wasn't he? Not. He was like a or a hedge fund manager. F- yeah. Right. So fund. basically, his job was to pick stocks, and um, you know, people invested in him as this guy who was like the magical stock picker, like he just knew how to get awesome returns. But he was bullshitting and he was lying mm. about it, and he wasn't getting those returns. But he was like the golden goose in the in the financial world, right? he was getting like returns that no one else was getting
1: the the major difference and this is a major difference mm-hmm. is that he was a hedge fund and not a mutual fund hedge funds have very little oversight and very little regulations surrounding what they could do and you cannot invest in a hedge fund unless you're considered a qualified investor and that means uh, some amount of assets over a million dollars. Or earning two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So you have to be
0: a rich person to invest in a hedge fund. Basically, so
1: these are rich people who were super greedy and idiots, and that's why there's not much sympathy for the people who lost.
0: Well, that's kind of what I was. I wanted to go down was this idea of the average investor, which we've talked about before on the show. uh, How you know (laughs) you look at somebody like Bernie Madoff, who was a, a liar. And was getting these ridiculous returns. And the truth is, is that you said like seventy percent of the, you know, brokers out there or whoever managers can't beat the stock market. And Vanguard was like, and did the research and said, hey, you know what? Uh, we're just gonna follow the market, and we're gonna shoot for average, and people are gonna be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's as long as it's consistently average, that's the benefit. Whereas you know, hey, one year you might make. You know, 40% returns because, you know, you had a good year. But then the next year you might get like a 5% return because, I don't know, something the guy was They made it. mistakes and yeah. They made mistakes or, you know, they, whatever. And they were, everyone's always trying to beat the market and the, the they can't. It's just mm. like, you, you, you know, you're, it's gambling, right? Right. So the, and the, and in gambling, the, a good idea is to just, you know, I mean, I don't know if this, a, I, well, I if you're
1: gambling, else. you should bet on the house. Right, if that was possible. right? Yeah.
0: So just yeah, the overall casino, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah, play like twenty-five cents on every single game, you know, in the entire casino. Put twenty-five cents on every machine and every table. You can't do that, obviously. But if you did, you'd probably uh, be consistently. I don't winning. even
1: mean that. I mean, if you were the casino,
0: because the casino always wins. Yeah, casino does the always. Sto- yeah. The,
1: the stock market always goes up. No, right? no there, not, there are, not always. Look, if you look short term. Maybe in a year it'll be down, but you know you pull it out,
0: and that's how we like to invest. So yeah, simple investing overall, long term, average, and that's Va- Vanguard, why Vanguard's so good with that.
1: Vanguard and like the, their funds, like specifically the 500 X fund, was like I would say like as revolutionary in the time that it was created as like something like Betterment is revolutionary for us now.
0: Well, yeah. we just did a half hour commercial for Vanguard funds. <laughs> and we did not get paid by Vanguard to talk no. about this it's
1: just a, it's just a smart decision
0: okay, and it's a recommendation uh, again, I want to reiterate we were not paid by Vanguard to no. talk about them. It's just something that and you look uh i i was I was watching uh this documentary called Maxed Out on Netflix, and mm. I'm already halfway through it, but already I love it because it's about debt and this country and how everyone's going into debt, and Elizabeth Warren's on it. And they show Dave Ramsey on it and Susie Orman's on there. And Susie Orman was talking about – and this is not related, but she was talking about FICO scores and how you should be really interested in your FICO score. And she was kind of like preaching this idea of like using your credit card and getting a good FICO score. It turns Mm. out they like set it on the screen that she was paid by by the company who owns FICO, right? So she has this vested interest – in saying certain things to people. Mm. Uh, now, th- that was in a documentary. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if Dave Ramsey does anything like that, but I can assure you, at this point, uh, we are not recommending anything that people are paying us to tell you, to, telling us to say to you. I want to make that clear. And I also want to make it clear that that will always be the case. Correct. Uh, even if, you know, uh, and and I'm only saying this because we just did an episode on Vanguard, and like I said, Vanguard has no idea we're doing this right now. They will be aware of it once it comes out because we are definitely going to email. Hopefully them. they tweet us. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they'll <laughs> tweet us. Uh, and I and I want to say like, hey, if Vanguard um, decides, and and if and this is goes in the future too, because eventually this podcast needs to sustain itself. It needs to make money for us and so that, so we, that we could
1: can, well i could quit my job and, and we you can, can yeah you could keep
0: eating your super cheap food and we can continue to bring you the show so we are not we have this this personal between the two of us we mm-hmm. have this thing where if we do get an advertiser on board it's going to be somebody that we personally recommend uh like for instance if uh and uh, what's the company that i hate what do we hate who do we hate who do we hate like, what company do we hate we hate companies. Um, I know ones. you hate AMP. <laughs> who's AMP? <who's> <laughs> this is a supermarket. No, I hate Shoprite. Oh, okay. No, I hate. Um, why can't I think? I hate TD I- Bank. Oh, 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 yeah! I hate. Uh, I hate um, Wells Fargo,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I only hate Wells Fargo because they bought Wachovia, who bought First Union, have who sc- who have through the chain of ownership have come always screwed me on
0: withdrawal fees. Okay. So When uh, I was young and I didn't have money. So here's the thing. So, uh, so, Andrew so hates- we will
1: never advertise for Wells Fargo because fuck them.
0: If Wells Fargo came to us and said, we will give you a million dollars per episode. <laughs> if they said, we'll give you a million dollars per episode to talk about Wells Fargo, we would never do it. No. And I'll tell you why. Because we talked about how shitty they are and it would be contradictory of us to say, oh, well. You know, Wells Fargo is uh, the, one of the best companies ever because secretly they're paying us. We, we won't be like Susie Orman or anyone being paid behind the scenes to promote anything.
1: I'll tell you what. I don't really want a million dollars because I think it would only do bad things to my life.
0: Yeah. I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Uh, so – I, I, I felt like I needed to say that after this episode because we talked about a specific com- – and we talk about Betterment a lot. Betterment mm. does not give us any money besides uh, affiliate sales for if, if somebody goes and signs up for an account, which is why we say go to listeninmoneymatters.com slash Betterment because if you do that, they don't take any money from you. They instead are saying thank you for recommending somebody. Here's a little gift monetarily. Right. And that's fine how, because – However,
1: it's, it's not like uh, we're being um, disingenuous because all of your savings are with Betterment.
0: All ours and, are with – yeah. And
1: over, over 10000 of mine. I, I, I add $1,000 a month to Betterment now. I don't invest in other things. Uh-huh. But um,
0: yeah. yeah. I and I – look, I'm not – again, I'm not going to say anything on this podcast that I don't like and I'm going to say stuff on this podcast that I, – and I will say stuff on this podcast that I don't like but I will be very negative about them. That's just how I feel. Mm. And that's how I want to do with things. So I just wanted to make sure that I said that uh, after we talked about Vanguard for an hour and uh, or half hour. Uh, and right now I don't, I'm not going into va- – I'm not going to buy any Vanguard funds because I need to build up my emergency fund via the Betterment to $25,000. Right now I'm at five, so I got $20,000 to go <laughs> somehow. I don't know where all that's going to come from, but we'll see. And they should be thrilled because it'll just be on autopilot. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, and then at this point, and once that happens, then yes, I am probably going to end up going into Vanguard, and I'll come back to you for help on that. But deal, cool. So, um, if you guys have any questions, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail dot com, and please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. iTunes, especially. We are the more reviews I get in iTunes, the more we can sneak up on Dave I, Ramsey. I just want to say
1: that that is the only way right now that we accept payment. We I got an email and I I forget the the person's name, but um, they want to know if they could donate. You know, Mm. and I know like American Public Media and whatever they all like ask the listeners for money. Our goal is to never, or or, I mean, I know we charge like five dollars for mastering mint. I mean, we're we're just trying to see what test the waters. But we our goal is to not take any of your money because we want to take money from the companies and then give you the knowledge for free.
0: Yeah, they're the ones that have all the money.
1: Don't donate. To us because we, we won't accept your cash. Instead, just write us a review or ask your mom to write us a review. Yeah, that, and, that is far
0: more meaningful than any monetary thing you can do. We're going to continue us. to do the show and we'll get, them, we'll, get our, we'll get our money from the big companies. That's what we're going to get our money from. Yeah. And take that money you were going to donate to us and invest it. Damn straight. Okay. I want to read a review, short one, uh, fun and informative, five stars. Thank you. From Florida Flower from the United States. Great financial advice in a laid-back setting. Love today's bonus after podcast. And uh, Florida Flower is referring to our episode with Joe Saul Seahy uh, about, it's called uh, Five Reasons Why Your Financial Plan Sucks. And do you know what episode number that is? Um, No, but
1: uh, if anyone should pay us for awesome advertising, it might have to be Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so...
0: Yeah, the bonus episode, it was a, we basically, Joe uh, has a podcast called Stacking Benjamins, and it's a good podcast, we've done it before, we've done it, and uh, he's been on the show obviously with- It's episode 81, by the way. He's been on the episode 81, and on his podcast- Five Reasons
1: Your Financial Plan Sucks. Yeah. That's
0: what it's called. On Stacking Benjamins, he does this thing after the podcast is over, and he kind of talks about movies, and so we thought it would be a good idea when we had him on the show to do an after podcast about movies- and sort of like pay homage to him and and to kind of make fun of uh that segment, but it's good. I, I actually enjoyed that because we get to talk about stuff that's not money related It's like a nice, refreshing thing and I've done a couple of these segments for his show, and we're going to be on a round table. he's going to be on our round table we'll be we're good friends, and we kind of talk a lot so uh check out Stacking Benjamin's great podcast uh, and he's an awesome guy yeah, very entertaining stuff so uh Last but not least, if you guys want to learn more about personal finance and money management, we're always writing new, epi- writing new episodes. We don't write. We don't research. We're always writing
1: new <laughs> stuff and posting. Fly up- by the seat of our pants.
0: <laughs> we are uh, posting up new episodes and writing articles now at ListenMoneyMatters.com. And for the full show, go to ListenMoneyMatters.com slash show. So that's it. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew.
1: Later, Matt.